a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. As we continue to watch developing action in Ukraine along the border, uh, as we continue to watch what uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia does and does not do, of course, we know in the last 24 hours there was a cyber attack targeted at a few government agencies as well as two of the major banks uh, in Ukraine. And we wanted to dig a little deeper into that in terms of what that means and what that might uh, forecast in terms of the future. And really pleased to have joining us on the line now, Joseph Marks. He's the author of the Cybersecurity 202 newsletter for The Washington Post. Joseph, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Boyd. Well, as this uh, starts to to ratchet up a little bit, uh, of course, I think there's a... uh, a psychological effect in terms of the people of Ukraine. Uh, if they are getting text messages saying the ATMs are all down or they can't access their uh, their banks, uh, that certainly has an undermining or a chilling effect. Uh, as you look at it from an overall cybersecurity issue, uh, what are some of the things that you're watching? I think you put it exactly right when you said a psychological effect on the people of Ukraine. So what happened yesterday and seems to just be getting cleared up now is what's called a distributed denial of service attack. This is a pretty old school kind of cyber attack going back to, you know, the early 2000s where you don't necessarily have to get inside your adversary's network. You just kind of overwhelm them with web traffic until the websites are forced offline because they just can't take it anymore. Um, This is something that Russia did back in 2008 in Estonia, one of the first real nation-on-nation cyber attacks, um, again in 2009 in Georgia. So this isn't really big or innovative, and and the effects aren't huge in terms of actual cybersecurity, right? Nothing was stolen or really terribly damaged here, Uh, but the psychological effects can be much more significant, right? Especially if, you know, the people of Ukraine, seeing these bank sites offline, begin to doubt the, the reliability of those banks, worry about their financial institutions, make a run on the bank, something like that. The same thing with these um, SMS text messages that you mentioned uh, about ATMs being out of service. You know, if if the target is the psychology of the people of Ukraine, these could have a pretty significant impact. Yeah, and I I think that is such an important part of this whole equation that we have to make sure we're we're factoring in. And in many ways, to me, it seems that uh, Russia seems more intent on choking off Ukraine, uh, and including how these cyber attacks may affect foreign investment. Uh, if there is insecurity mm-hmm. or that feeling, uh, how do you see that playing out? Um, it, it certainly could. You know, it, one of the lessons of this is that, you know, Russia can move a lot of troops to the border, hasn't invaded yet, but it can draw the world's attention for uh, weeks, months on end. That's probably going to make investors a little bit nervous about uh going there in the future. Yeah. Uh, And as you've uh, noted in some of your writing today that, you know, Russia has this long documented history uh, of going after some of these things, including critical infrastructure and banks and energy firms. Uh, So as you mentioned, the what we've seen in the last 24 hours is kind of old school kind of approach. Uh, Do you anticipate or what should we be watching for in terms of of what comes next? 
what we really want to watch for is if they start going after government agencies, critical infrastructure, things like that. There, there was an earlier event a couple of weeks ago um, that is seeming the Ukrainian government has, has mostly attributed to Russia, yet they haven't said definitively that it was them, but where uh, computers at several government agencies and some companies were seized, wiped of some data, and some kind of chilling messages were put on there saying this is just the beginning. You know, that, that, that's a somewhat more serious thing. So you're going to look for more things like that. The big question is, you know, when did these attacks turn genuinely destructive? The, the strange thing about cybersecurity is that it's, it's kind of a scary thing because, you know, people don't know what's going to happen with their computers. And at this point, theoretically, there are a lot of terribly damaging things that the you know strongest cyber actors could do. And Russia is certainly among the two or three strongest. Um, but we haven't really seen the most destructive things happen yet. They're, they're largely theoretical. We think they could happen. But the most serious stuff we have seen has basically been Russia in Ukraine. In 2015, 2016, they... Uh, took down the electricity for a handful of people during the winter. If we start to see things like that, that would be really disturbing. Yeah, and and I know we've seen some response uh, to these uh, uh, cyber attacks in some of the the neighboring countries that Polish officials have kind of ramped up their alert system. Lithuania Central Bank uh, has kind of put everybody on notice to be prepared. Uh, do we see? Do you see that expanding? Uh, and does that? start to, again, play in that whole psychological impact, uh, not just for Ukraine, but for those in the region? Yeah, certainly. And then the thing that's really scaring U.S. officials right now is that, you know, if this goes on, if, if Russia invades and the U.S. and the West respond with really serious punishing sanctions, much more punishing than there were in 2014, then what's, gonna Russia, what's Russia going to do in response to that? Could they launch cyber attacks against the United States? You know, we know that Russia has burrowed into various critical infrastructure, things like energy firms and uh, pipelines, financial institutions in the United States over time. We usually learn about that because the um, uh, people find them and kick them out. Um, But you can deduce from that that they probably have a foothold in a handful of places right now. Uh, The Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency in the Department of Homeland Security has been sending out alerts for basically the last couple of weeks right now, as has been the FBI, to all of these critical infrastructure companies saying, protect yourself, gear up your defenses, be prepared. If things get out of hand here, you guys could very well be a target of of Russian cyber attacks. Yeah. Final question for you, Joseph. Uh, Senator Mark Warner, Democrat, uh, voice concerned. Uh, concerns about Russia attacking Ukrainian internet. He he talked about the most powerful tool against the Russians would be Ukrainian people filming Russian aggression, uh, and expressed that concern of if Russia moves forward on this, you know, will they shut down the internet, the the networks? Uh, any rumblings you're hearing in that space? I have heard that concern from a number of people. You know, the the the, the thought is that you know instead of launching all of these little attacks against. Um, various companies uh, in Ukraine, you know, why not just cut the cables that bring Internet into the company? They're into the country. There are roughly a dozen of them. And then no information is going to get out. That would be novel. It would be big. It would be scary. Uh, it, it is a possibility. But again, this would be something that would happen during an invasion, which uh, we're not 
uh, luckily there yet. Yeah, fantastic. Great insight, uh, Joseph Marks. He's the author of the Cybersecurity 202 newsletter for The Washington Post. Joseph, thanks for joining us today. We'll uh, keep you on speed dial here as this continues to unfold. I'm sure there's a a lot more cyber issues we're going to be talking about in the days ahead. Great. Thanks so much, Floyd. All right, again, that was uh, Joseph Marks uh, from uh, Cybersecurity 202 newsletter for The Washington Post. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, Senator Mark Warner had uh, expressed some some real concerns about what is is going on there. And uh, in fact, can we go? Uh, I just want to get one cut from uh, Senator Mark Warner, uh, where he talked about uh, this from his role as chairman of the Select Committee on Intelligence. If there is a ground incursion, it's almost it's almost assured that that will be preceded by a cyber attack and probably much greater than what we've seen in the last 24 hours, where it seems like the cyber attack was dedicated just to a few government agencies and uh, Ukrainian government agencies and Ukrainian banks. So lots to cover there. We'll continue to watch that. Again, whether that cyber attack goes big before the incursion or after, uh, we'll watch that. Uh, So many things and a lot of psychological warfare at play here. We'll continue to cover it all. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.